Welcome back to Tag Team, everyone. Pokemon TCG's premier podcasting duo. I'm JW Crewall, and normally I would say I'm joined by Riley Halbert, but he is not here today. However, we have a great guest for you today. This is Frosted Caribou. Shelby is joining us on the stream today and on the cast. Say hi, Boo. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I was just telling JW I'm super awkward at introductions, so that's about as good as you're gonna get from me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Hello. <laughs> I, it's it's kind of remarkable this, um, you know, just just how natural I think. You know, I, I was actually kind of expecting, um, you know, for you to be uh, maybe a little different than you are in the video, but so, uh, like on really? so far, you know, it's been very um, kind of natural. I don't know. That's just for me. Sometimes I feel like there's yeah. kind of a character. You know yeah. that i'm playing when i'm on a stream or when i'm um you know doing a video or something like that but that maybe isn't you definitely gotta like turn like up the energy i would say for sure in any sort of content creation you gotta be kind of like super engaging i guess but yeah no I, everyone i've talked to at least like i don't know recent recently well actually no it's just like ever it's usually like no, you seem pretty normal. I mean, I've even had people I met in real life that are like, "Wow, you're the exact same." It's, like, yeah. yeah. I don't know if that's a compliment, but okay. Uh, yeah, I know, I know, I know. I hear that because I hear that too. It's like you know, oh man, you're you're kind of like weird. Like you you do these videos, like it's kind of yeah, weird, and yeah. then like you're also like you know just a regular dude. You know, it's, yeah, you're just normal. Yeah. You're a person. You're yeah. a person. Holy moly. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, well, great. Thank you so much for uh, joining us tonight. Oh, uh, well, thanks for joining me. Joining me. I, you know, I guess. Yeah. It's, it's Riley not... will be here with us in spirit. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> Always. absolutely. Always Hello, in spirit. Riley, future Riley watching this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, this is good. I had uh, just a lot of questions. I mean, both um, yeah. kind of, um, you know, content creation wise, Pokemon card wise. I hope we. Uh, do get to to asking you know your thoughts on on things in 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 the card game sphere. Um, but yeah, let's start with just kind of what's a what's a day in the life of Boo? Like you are obviously um, one of you know for for the viewers that don't know, um, one of the bigger content creators in the Pokemon trading card game. I think you know maybe gearing a little bit more towards pack opening, but certainly having a sizable presence in the. Um, you know, playing, I know that you stream your tournaments and you've, you know, certainly posted gameplay videos and you have, you know, a really nice series, uh, I think a three-parter on how to start playing the game. Yeah. Um, so certainly like feet in both realms. Um, yeah. What What does a day in the life oh, look God. like for you? <laughs> oh, honestly, really boring and mundane probably <laughs> versus what people think. Like, I feel like people always think like content creators and stuff like are living these super big lavish lives, uh -huh. you know? Uh, but it's like very opposite for me. Um, okay. I pretty much have, I have a lot of pets. So yeah. usually I get up, take care of my pets. I have tons of plants as well. So I'm like watering all my plants <laughs> as far as the content and like actual work goes. Um, just filming and editing. That's really it. That's like the motions you go through yeah. is filming, editing, you know, planning, researching, depending on what I'm filming. Sure. Um, you know, I have a like a Pokemon club, so cool. that's like Wednesday nights. We'll hang out, we'll play. Uh, I have local players I play with as well, um, a lot. So yeah, that's kind of it. It's very, it's very chill. I literally I say this all the time to people I know because I I have like a junker car, 
and it doesn't even have air conditioning. It has it's like a 2006. It's super old, but I'm like, yo, 2006 really, isn't that old. No, I mean for for it's 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 super junky though. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, well, I mean, I only drive like five miles a month, probably. Yeah, <laughs> I never leave my house, so it's it's okay, you know. Yeah, no, I mean, and yeah. you're in a nice area to do it. I mean, I can't imagine Tennessee yeah. is particularly, you know. I mean, I don't know, but yeah. you know, it kind of feels like Ohio in a way. Um, you know, I've lived in Ohio for like five years now and it's, you know, it's definitely not California. I'll say that. Oh yeah, definitely. I, and I mean, like we're like, like a Nashville area. So there's definitely some cool stuff around here, but it's not, it's not the most riveting place I've ever been, I guess. Yeah. Nashville is <laughs> definitely, suppose. definitely an interesting place. We were down there yeah. Oh man. Uh, my wife and I just celebrated our second two year anniversary and we went down to Nashville oh, for, awesome. for just hanging out again. She went to school at Vanderbilt. Yeah. So uh, we hung out and saw some of her old friends and kind of her old haunts and things like that. That was really fun. That's really awesome. Yeah. yeah. Would you ever, would you ever consider moving? Like, has that ever been something that crossed your mind? Like, you know how, I, because, okay, so, you know, Pokemon is so isolated, right? And yeah. there's only a handful, like we talk about content creation as being uh, something that's kind of like a new frontier, right? A very yeah. recent, you know, within the last 10 years have people made a living off of content creation. Um, but then yeah. even more so, Pokemon trading card game, like has like, you know, there's the sphere of content creators, and then there's the sphere of Pokemon content creators. And then like maybe even the sphere of like competitive TCG content creators is like, you know, you know, (laughs) you, Andrew, you know, Azul, like, like it's very, very small. Um, Has the thought ever like crossed your mind? Like I know in a lot of other games and and with a lot of other content creators, they want to get out of where they are and move to someplace bigger, a New York an LA, a Chicago or something like that. Have you ever, I don't know, thought of that? Oh, no, I'm actually probably the opposite. I, mm-hmm. If anything, I'd want to move somewhere more isolated, like living in the woods somewhere <laughs> away from big cities. You and your plants. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. I can't okay. fathom spending so much money on like the living costs yeah. of those areas. I grew up in uh, D.C., mm-hmm. so like I know how expensive it is, uh, especially compared to where I've lived after. It's been much, much, much cheaper um, and so I, I can't imagine like sacrificing that much money on like paying rent for a place where like you could buy like literally a mansion somewhere else, you know, I know. what I mean? If you really wanted to. It's crazy out there. It's crazy <laughs> it out is, there. It is. Have you ever, um, so, like, is that kind of an end goal for you then to just like kind of hide away and be a recluse? Just like, yeah, recluse out, just go away. Um, wow. That sounds kind of depressing, but I mean, kind of a little bit. Yeah. I would rather, I would rather save the money. Yeah. Uh, for the living costs and then save that money to go say like travel somewhere really cool or go out okay. of the States or something like that. I think that's a way cooler experience than just living in a cool area that you're just paying a lot of money for, you know? Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> so For definitely. sure. Um, so content creation journey. Um, let's, yeah. let, I want to know how it started um, because you've been creating oh, for man. now about what, three to four years. Is that uh, no, actually since 2016. 2016. So okay. I'm a little yeah. off there. Sorry about that. Yeah, well, um, no, no. You're but um, talk, talk to me about I, what I was really interested in is like that barrier from going from just creating content to making it a full-time job. Um, um, what was, so, yeah, what was that like? Yeah, no, you go. You go. What um, was that like? So I actually was doing Twitch um, full-time before I did YouTube. Okay. So I kind of had a foot in like the online space already. Uh, I started my Twitch channel. I actually played uh, like competitive Age of Empires 2 
I know. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of a kind of a throwback RTS game. That's awesome. Uh, so yeah, that's how I kind of kicked off my Twitch channel, and then it went into just variety games, sort of kind of just chill mm -hmm. thing. Um, and then I kind of I got partnership on Twitch, and it was kind of like at that point you're like you made it on Twitch. You know? I mean, yeah, five years ago or four years ago, like that's yeah, right, certainly. exactly. Mm -hmm. So, um, and I don't know. I guess it just wasn't. It was something like live streaming just wasn't for me long term, mm -hmm. and I have always been very much into like content creation as far as it goes with like editing videos and actually creating the content versus just like a live stream. Sure. So. I was already kind of trying to segue into something else in the content yeah. sphere. And I had really gotten into Pokemon at the time. Um, this is like 2019, 2018, 2019 ish. And that's when, um, you know, I saw that Pokemon had a space, the TCG had a space uh, on YouTube. And yeah. I had just randomly got back into the, the TCG along with, um, you know, a couple of the, uh, this is right when Pokemon Let's Go came out. Oh, so very I was, like, cool! Playing that for Twitch streams, and yeah. uh, I actually got to travel to Tokyo to and go to some actual Pokemon centers there. So very it was like nice. something I just got really into very quickly, and I was like, "Let let me just do this," and I had so much fun with it, just like yeah. making videos that I I just knew that's that's what I wanted to do. Um, yeah. So, and I was not doing it full time. Um, till really really recently really uh, okay. because there was just no way like financially that made sense for yeah. me <laughs> no totally <laughs> totally uh, i was making like pennies off of even when i was monetized on my channel um so i unlocked monetization but i had no idea like how youtube worked at all i had no yeah. um connections into youtube and so i actually had like a setting that wasn't even checked for like the longest time so people weren't actually getting ads on any of my videos <laughs> it would be like one ad for like one video forever so i'd spend hours and hours editing these videos and getting like pennies for it oh my god that gosh. was for a long long time up until like uh late like literally last winter really oh you hate to um, see it yeah so and then it's like i i click that setting and then you're and like then, oh my gosh yeah. i'm actually, yeah, I actually getting money i'm getting bags money. yeah <laughs> yes. so yeah that's kind of funny that's great what so, um so when you were in this kind of period just you know you're talking recently you've been able to yeah. do it full time so like what were you doing um you know while you were making content like um what other jobs did you have or what were you doing to kind of supplement um, so I was waitressing and bartending and that sucks. I don't know. I'm I, cool, well, I feel like. Yeah. I, I mean, I've done like, you know, service sector yeah, service, jobs. Service so. is a very double edged sword like mm -hmm. industry. Um, yeah. So those that, and then I kind of left that in started working at a local card shop actually Cool. Uh, in my area. And so that's what I was doing up until I left there. Um, and around like COVID pandemic times as well. So that was kind of rough and weird. Um, and yeah, I started, I was actually in between. So I had just left there and I had also just switched my setting on for YouTube and I was in between, <laughs> I was looking for another job. And uh, that's when somehow the, the income actually replaced it. So yeah. I just, it kind of was like a seamless transition. I was only looking for another job for probably like 
a month and a half, I would say. And yeah. in that time, I was actually able to do full-time content creation. So making consistent content changed, obviously, how much I could make from it, too. Yeah, so. of course, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Cause up until that point I was absolutely broke as a joke. Not many people know this, but, um, uh, well, I've said it plenty of times, but most of like really all of my openings up until like late last year were cards that my boyfriend would buy. Cause he has like a stable mm. job, stable income. And I was just absolutely broke as a joke. So like yeah. I would open products that he would buy for us and make it into content. And yeah. Like really, that was that was how I was doing my channel. Yeah, <laughs> really. I mean that is amazing. Like these are all things that I just never knew. You know, that's yeah. so wild. And I mean, and it and it kind of, uh, you know, I'm sure that you were you took very, um, you know, you you were very conscious of that, right? Like, yeah. you know, I I you know I, I would be. I have been. You know, there was a point in my time in my life here uh, recently where it's like you know I was you know searching for a job. My wife had um, the job, and like, how could I justify making content? Uh, you know, when she's out there every day um, doing yeah. doing good work, and like, yes, yeah, certainly that was like a it just kind of makes you feel weird, right? I, or, may, yeah. or maybe it didn't. Maybe it didn't. But no, it did. No, it definitely did. Like I I tell him all the time. I'm like, you know, I owe so so much like he he always believed in me and like believed that i can make good content so yep. he's he's supported me through like that whole journey i guess you know my setup like literally my almost my entire setup is because he invested into like my setup you know so like literally i would not be making the content i make without him at all yeah um so that's yeah it definitely meant, meant a lot to me and it still means a lot to me just to have him for support. Now it's actually tables have turned. So Aha. now, yeah, he's, he's put in that initial investment. Now I buy all of uh, our Pokemon. I was going to say know? that's, that's investing baby. You know, <laughs> yeah, look at that. True. <laughs> it worked out for him. I'm yeah. What an happy. ROI. Yeah. what an ROI. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right. So, uh, talking about, you know, content and, and what you make on your channel. Um, yeah. a lot of it is, you know, of course, pack and openings. We're talking about that. Um, and then you also have your competitive content. Um, mm -hmm. so how do you balance the two? What do you think about when you're creating, like, would you rather put more time into one? Um, would you rather, you know, um, do things in a different way? Like what, how are you thinking about the content that you put out for your YouTube channel? <laughs> That's tough <laughs> because there's like so much of it that I want to make and like not yeah. enough time for me to make it all, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I know. <laughs> because it takes so much time. Mm -hmm. uh, but my whole thing was that like there, there's pack opening videos on YouTube and then there's competitive TCG videos. Yep. There's very little like overlap in between those. <laughs> So actually, yeah. you know, having having channels that kind of touch on both and are the best of both worlds. So mm -hmm. that was always something um, that I wanted to kind of do is connect those like two realms with each other. Mm -hmm. And that's why I have kind of a good flow now where if I am doing pack openings, yeah. you know, I'm not just saying like, oh, this is a pretty card or like, oh, this is, you know, X, Y, Z. Um, I yeah. actually try to go into you know, what this card would be used for, what deck it would go into or the competitive aspect of it. So even if it's a person coming just to watch to see what I pull, mm -hmm. they still walk away from the video having some information about the TCG and sure. maybe being that much more interested sure. to actually get into playing 
the TCG. Yeah. And this has been like the best way to get just collectors and people who like to open, you know, or watch pack openings into or interested more in the TCG side of Pokemon. Uh, it's been seriously like the best thing ever. And I, I've been able to get so many more people playing. Um, and I think that's really all it takes is like crossing uh, you know, competitive aspects of the game, yeah. but kind of explaining them in a beginner-friendly way yep. and doing more of that content. So, And then, of course, the live streams with uh, WDE and everything came in to play, and I was really wanted to show people, hey, you can play this game, like, in person, yeah. you know? And it's really fun, and it's really cool to play, so... Uh, but I, I would definitely want to do more of that content for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, more of the competitive side of things. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so great. So do you think that that's like the, like the future when you talk about, you know, future and like hashtag goals? Of my content? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Um, okay. Definitely. I think, I think more of the, the pack openings and the collector side is definitely a secondary thing for me mm -hmm. versus how interested I am in playing the game. Mm -hmm. But you know, you can't, you can't really just go gung ho into something because you are interested in it. You actually have to like, you know, get other people comfortable in it too. You yeah, know? <laughs> no, I mean, you have to take your audience with you and changing exactly. can certainly be really difficult. How, um, how have you been able to cultivate your audience? Like what are some things that you talk about or, you know, with other content creators or, or think about yourself that has uh, kind of contributed to this, you know, I, I, I don't want to say cult following, um, but certainly the people, <laughs> I, I would say the okay. people that like you yeah, yeah, really like you, you know, I, would you agree with oh, that? Oh, that's... Yeah, I mean, I guess. I mean, so. you don't I have like so. any lukewarm. They, it's they not like I. Me. No, no, no. That's that's not what I mean. But it's oh, not okay. like it's not like you're the only one putting stuff out there, right? They, there's a lot of people that. Oh yes. You know, people can go to for um for pack openings. You know, certainly, True. right? But like the people that go to you, like I think, just really love what you do, uh, and maybe wouldn't even watch any other pack opener, um, or or that's content creator, you know, or Pokemon TCG content creator. So, um. That's, yeah, I don't that's know. definitely talk true. a little bit about that. That's definitely true because uh, you know I'm not I'm not delving super heavily into the TCG all the time, and I I still know people that will ask me to do certain videos or film certain videos. And I'm yeah. like they're out there. Like I ha I watch these videos. You know I know these content creators that are, that's already making this content, but they're like no boo I want you to do it. Yeah, <laughs> I want to see it from yeah. you. So, uh, <laughs> but so yeah, I guess I kind of know what you mean by that. Um, uh, I think something I always think about and kind of live by, I guess, is is like if some if if someone could take your video and like take you out of it and mm -hmm. plop in anybody else mm -hmm. and it would be the same content, then that's not really quality content, in my opinion. You know, yeah. people watch your your videos, uh, whoever you are, if, if you're any content creator on Twitch, on YouTube, whatever, someone's going to stay and watch your videos because they like you. You know, they like your personality. You're you're relatable to them, or you know, they vibe with you know how you talk about things or explain things, or something about you is makes them watch you over others. Um, yeah. I think where it comes to me, uh, I think that comes in with probably just like my editing style in my videos, my humor behind things um, is something that I I don't think really can be recreated. Yeah. Because it's just random weird things I think about, you know. What I mean? Pretty it's random. Create that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
so i think i think that's all i could say about that i don't know yeah don't know. why do why do you guys watch me i don't know oh there you go yeah i mean i mean the viewers will tell you i'm sure like you yeah. have people are like you know in the comments i see it it's like you know oh, this is so funny this is great great insight you know it's it's kind of a varied uh comment section for sure uh, on any video um i was gonna ask a follow-up question on that um oh yeah so so with your editing style because it is, I mean, these are very highly curated videos, which is awesome, uh, which is something I don't feel like, um, and you can, I mean, certainly you can say, feel free to say like, JW, you're an idiot here, but I don't <laughs> yeah. feel like it's something that translates that well to the card game. This kind of highly edited style um, doesn't, and you know, it just, it doesn't seem like there's a one for one to like chop up a video. And I think there's a number, uh, chop up a gameplay video, I should say. Um, yeah. and I think there's a number of reasons for that. I think just like, uh, tabletop games in general, maybe lend themselves to seeing every minute detail. Uh, whereas these highly edited ones will, you know, of course, like you have to leave things out or, or splice yeah. things and chop things up. Uh, and then the other thing is like, if you look at the content, like a competitive TCG channel would need to be kind of updated very consistently right so you're just kind of putting out videos when the metagame changes or when there are new yes. cards that come out and there's just kind of this this immediacy that needs to happen um if you know you're talking about your channel in the future and and doing more tcg related stuff yeah. uh, um, uh card game playing wise um how would you translate your style or would you do things yeah. different uh I, I know exactly what you mean because I've already kind of touched on this a little bit mm -hmm. uh, because I have been editing a couple of um, uh, gameplay, like just straight matches. Um, yeah. And I sort of did this at my my uh, job as well, working at a card shop because we would do live stream uh, magic matches as well. Mm -hmm. So I kind of had a little bit of experience in that. And where I think it merges with editing is and where I would personally like for Pokemon TCG to go or TCG to go is more of like an esports vibe to it. Mm -hmm. um, so you know, I don't know if you ever have watched online esports or anything like that. Oh, totally. But there's very cool transitions. There's very cool player highlights where you know they have a green screen behind them and they're like, yeah, you yeah. Know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, yeah, audio, totally. The audio people can't see that really, that yeah. really embarrassing thing I just said, but you know what I mean. So um, I think there is a lot of opportunity for editing okay. uh, in those circumstances to make like Pokemon feel more esports esque. Okay. Like I'm talking like really uh, high quality like video of you know players actually playing cards and cool transitions and visual things that add dynamics to the match yeah. if that makes sense oh totally um or or even just highlighting like almost like documentary style you know actually having players um discuss hey what was your you're thinking behind this move and yeah. you see them do it in the game and it could be like a game changing move and then it you know can cut over to them saying like Oh, I was thinking this, 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 and you actually get to delve into their, you know, their mindset behind some of these things. So oh, this is all stuff I totally. really, really want to explore um, very heavily. Like you don't even know how bad I, <laughs> I I'm with you. Like that is the dream. I just like I'm raising my eyebrows. Yeah. A little skepticism there just because of, you know, you're saying all these things and I'm like, man, that sounds so good, uh, you know, to make Pokemon like a like a sport or like an esport. Yes. Yeah. How do you do it as one person? 
I know. It's not, <laughs> even really, it's not even really as one person because I think we could bring in more people to uh -huh. help with that. Okay. It's okay. it's more of just like, how do I do this with, you know, a lack of player base where I can actually film? You know, like, I don't, yeah. I don't honestly know very many competitive people who are local to me. Um, so it's like, if I wanted to do something like this, like locally, regularly, like I would have to get a player base and there's not very many cultivate that yeah. yeah like like folks around my area so yeah that's kind of what i struggle with the most yeah yeah totally and like a few things you're talking about that i'm sorry i just want to keep like diving down this because it's just very interesting i feel like we're touching on some Me very too. interesting topics i dream about it <laughs> um but so okay so you're saying there's not a lot of players um you know so does that does that like give you okay so then that circles back to what we were talking about earlier like do you ever want to move someplace you know like do you want to move players. to a big city or do you want to move to a hot spot where there are more players and then secondly it's all east coast yeah all the players yeah a lot of players are on the east coast um i look at um even though like in the in the northeast ohio area like in, yeah. you know with with full grip and, and andrew mahone and um True. you know what he was doing before pandemic getting that uh, kind of local scene like really big i mean they had like 40 people for like league challenges on tuesday night you know what i mean like is is a little yeah, crazy that's the dream um, yeah for sure um so would there ever be like a you know just to kind of like bring that a little full circle like where you know would you move for if if somebody was like hey here's a player base we really want you here you know we think we can make some you know we think we can make the dream happen like i mean i honestly i i can adapt to anywhere so i'm always open to okay. to moving wherever um to because the area doesn't really matter as much to me like i'm not like i need to live here mm -hmm. or else you know what i mean uh the i personally just would not want to live around a big city just because like i said before it just costs too much for me to like i like i can't personally like pay that much i know for something you know what i, I mean? know <laughs> it hurts me inside i know yeah, so. we, we always used to go shopping and it was it was not really looking at what you liked. It was like looking at the price tag first. Yeah, you know, it's oh, absolutely. Thing. absolutely. Uh, and then the second thing I was thinking about is like, well, OK, is there a way for you to to cultivate a stronger community where you are? Um, because obviously, you know, you're really good at, you know, explaining the game and, and you know, you're, you have this passion for bringing new players in. So is there any kind of thought that you could you know, go to the local store and teach a bunch of players to play. And then now all of a sudden you have this kind of fan base or, you know, this, this group of players that would be able to facilitate some of what you're talking about. That's exactly kind of the route I'm on now, actually. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And it's already sort of happening. Some people who saw our live streams, they're like, Hey, I'm only, you know, an hour out from this. Like maybe I could connect with them. Maybe I could come play. And we've had actually many connections of people I've never even met before. Uh, you know, come play with us and learn more about the game and build decks and actually, um, you know, compete in our like little weekly tournaments. And that has been really, really cool. So I definitely think what you're saying, there's a lot um, in that realm of things. But when it comes down to the like esports vibes type mm -hmm. content, people want to see competitive matches of yeah. competitive players, high speed, high level gameplay, yeah. you know? So that is where it's still somewhat difficult. You know, I've even been thinking like, how can I get people to record their matches that are competitive players? And then I can edit that somehow, but like the logistics of it are still lost on me as far as that goes. But mm -hmm. it is something I really, really want to do. That is like my goal, my, my future 
where I'm headed in my personal Pokemon career is to get, you know, Pokemon into more of an esports uh, field. So, because I think it has so much potential. It's crazy. I think it does too. I think it does too. I, I, it's criminal, in my opinion. It is criminal to have only a handful of full time competitive. PTCG content look creators. At, look at Magic. I mean, even look at Yu-Gi-Oh. Look, Yu-Gi-Oh at, look at Yu-Gi-Oh. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I look at Yu-Gi-Oh stuff every single day because I am like, this is a dead game. And yet they have like 10 channels that have over 100,000 subs. Like it makes no sense why no. Yu-Gi-Oh. I, well, okay, maybe it does. And I'm speaking to the wrong person, but like in my brain, I'm like, okay, Pokemon's a billion no. dollar franchise. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you know, I agree. A household name. Yu-Gi-Oh doesn't seem to have more niche it's It's much more niche niche. yeah and there's a way larger player base yeah (sighs) i don't understand it either another thing that boggles my mind about Yu-Gi-Oh, because usually when you think esports and you know competitive players and stuff they are making their living you know Mm -hmm. with sponsorships and playing the game and uh getting prize money and stuff like that most of the time Yu-Gi-Oh cannot host prize tournaments I know. At all. I know. Like, it's literally prohibited. It, you know, magic, like, it makes sense, right? Because, you know, they, they yes. do have a very strong culture and they give out a ton of money for, you know, high placements. They do. But, They're, like, Yu-Gi-Oh, like you said, yeah, there's, you, you, you can't. can't you get product, any, right? That's what I'm saying. But there's still somehow more full-time, you know, competitive Yu-Gi-Oh players than there is Pokemon. I'm like, <laughs> Well, what? and it's, and, like, the thing that that's weird, too, is, like, it's not just that there are more of them. It's like the numbers are just insanely higher, you know, oh, yeah. like, like, much, much higher. you know, we're, we're all kind of like anticipating, you know, you or, or, or Andrew or, um, or the Wasi like reaching that hundred thousand, uh, K YouTube subscriber goal, you know, just as a, as a number that doesn't really mean anything, you know, yeah. necessarily, but like, it's a, it's a silver it's, plaque. It's, it's the, a nice shiny, plaque, yeah. you know, it's a nice shiny milestone. Um, yeah. But then you yeah you look over at Yu-Gi-Oh and they got you know two hundred three hundred thousand you know like subscribers on multiple channels it's just crazy. Well, really, when I started realizing this too is when I started working with uh, you know card shops or like TCG brands and stuff, and they're like, yeah, these are Magic influencers, these are Yu-Gi-Oh influencers, and you're our only Pokemon influencer. I'm like, what? What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why? <laughs> it's just there's not a space for it for like competitive Pokemon play. It's just so small. And that's like why I like am dedicating so much of like my time and the work I put into my channel to try to change that, to Mm -hmm. try to get more people playing. And it's working. It's 100% working. I get, you know, tons of messages weekly from uh, dozens of people who say, you know, you're the reason I'm collecting again. You're the reason I'm playing again. You're the reason, yeah. you know, I've collected for 20 years. I've never I've thought never, about playing. Yep. But you explain this one card and it's a card I really like. I like this Pokemon. I'm going to start playing because I want to build a deck around it. You know, yeah. it's it's just like you have to you have to get into what intrigues this person, what interests this person uh, by kind of getting them in the entryway, in the entry point, mm-hmm. which is pack openings or, you know, okay. some sort of fun, cool content. And then like in that content, like it sounds kind of sneaky, but you kind of just sort of like, yeah, and you can play this card in a deck. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, really? You know? No, wait, then, wait, there's text on the card. It's exactly. not just a picture. Yeah. yeah. And then they're like, wow, that's kind of cool. And then they yeah. you know, look into it more. And then it's like, hey, watch my three part series. And then they're into it. So. Yeah, absolutely. Not everyone, of course, but I would say a majority of people that I've heard from. 
usually get into it. Yeah. That's, and I mean, that's what happened to me. That's how I got into it. So, and it has brought nothing but super fun times, fun people that I've Mm -hmm. met. And it has added a whole like cool layer to my life that like, it just helps me enjoy life more. And I just want to share that with more people. I agree. Yeah. Totally with you there. Totally with you there. I mean, I've been playing, um, you know, I I started back when I was like eight years old, like playing with my dad. I had no, if I had known that there was a whole circuit. I mean, there there was really wasn't like a huge circuit, you know, back when, when Pokemon was in its infancy, but like, if I had known that there were other people that weren't just my dad to play, like, (laughs) man, who knows where I could have been, but you know, it oh, would have yeah. been like if I had just seen a, a video, you know, back. I mean, obviously yep. it wasn't YouTube back then, but yeah. the, the the point remains like if I was eight year old, yes. not eight years old now and I saw a video like yours, yes. like another content yeah. creators and like, oh, this is what it could be. You know, that's yeah, that's incredible. And I think, too, um, you know, Pokemon, it just has this it has this maybe stigma. I don't know if you find that, too, but just like where people think, oh, it's for kids. It doesn't really, hmm. you know, and even like the game mechanics, like, oh, the game mechanics are not as. Um, They're leaning more. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Leaning more kids. I mean, do you ever get that kind of like counter argument when you're, you know, either in a, in a, in a chat room or in, a, on the YouTube where it's like, oh, this is a game for kids. Like, I'm not going to bother oh, with this. Yeah. Oh yeah. Easily. Yeah. Um, especially when I worked at a card shop, you know, Pokemon's kind of seen as like the joke of a card game. Mm-hmm. Sadly, it's very sad. Um, but w- what's wild about that is I was actually kind of converting a lot of our Magic players and um, Yu-Gi-Oh players into playing Pokemon at the yeah. card shop. We needed more players because we weren't even firing off our matches. We didn't have four people. Oh, my know? gosh. Yeah, yeah, it was bad. So I started converting people from other games. Yeah. And I was like, hey, you know, and Pokemon is a very different game from from Magic or Yu-Gi-Oh. Like very, very different. And yeah. a lot a lot of the dynamics in Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh! Magic players actually really like. The drawing cards. The searching the deck. You know? Absolutely. They're like, wait, 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 you don't have a hand limit? Wait, (laughs) your 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 opponent can't tell you to to stop what you're doing? Also, like, like, wait a second, the games last more than like four turns, right? Isn't that like a problem in Yu-Gi-Oh! with all the combos and I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like win turn two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so in. I mean, that's how magic is with Commander as well. Mm. Uh, with high level like commander decks and stuff so no yeah and and that that's actually really what i saw when i was like converting different players from different games they're like wow this is so like free flowing and like like it's just very carefree and like easy and like you could literally like your opponent could be playing their turn and you just chill you know and you like like it's it's a lot more like lightweight i think than than you you know magic is which a lot of people like you know and i mean then you draw in people who just genuinely are interested in Pokemon and the artwork of Pokemon and have connections to the Pokemon themselves, me included, you know, there's Pokemon. I'm like, I want to make a deck out of this because I really like this Pokemon. Like that's how I was with Lucario. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm playing Lucario Melmetal. I was like, I'm playing that because <laughs> you know, I it love makes Lucario. me feel something. Yes, yeah. exactly. You have this like connection to your cards that, yeah is I don't think you honestly can get as much in in Magic or Yu-Gi-Oh as you do with Pokemon, for sure. So there's definitely a sort of different connection to it. But yeah, I do think people write it off um, being very, very kid friendly because of that as well. It's a double-edged sword, I guess. Like, oh, Pokemon's a kid's show, so. But no no one ever says about the VGC, though, which is kind of funny (sighs) for me. I know, I know. It's like, wait, but, but like, a 
Well, and adults that, are playing the VGC. And, and that's the other thing too, is like, yeah, let's, let's get off the kind of, you know, magic and, and Yu-Gi-Oh content creator train. And yeah. like, let's switch to VGC. Like that has a pretty, you know, rabid fan base as well. And like a lot of, um, well, I should say a lot, yeah. but you know, still like way more than the trading card game. And yeah, that's always kind of been interesting to me too. I think that's just because like more people kind of had a foothold into the games because Mm -hmm. a lot of people play the Pokemon games. Mm -hmm. So it was just like, Hey, you know, it's kind of like you, you play like a FPS game and then you're like, Mm. wow, I'm pretty good at this. Or, you know, let me try to go into this competitively. I feel like that happens a lot more for the VGC. Whereas people who collect cards are, are just, you know, it's not like they're playing with them. Like their fun and their enjoyment is in the collection of it. So they don't even think to play with it. You know what I mean? Sure. And I mean, this this goes all the way back to when Pokemon first came out. And I've talked to people many times before, like they were trying to kick off Pokemon as a TCG mm-hmm. heavily. Like, they had entire camps set up like summer camps for you to go play Pokemon <laughs> and learn how to play Pokemon. And that was a whole thing uh-huh. uh, back when Pokemon first came out. They pressed it so heavily, but yeah. for some reason... People wanted to just trade and collect. That yeah. was just always what was more heavily interested in by a majority of people. So I, you know, I really don't know why, um, but I'm glad that we're making up for lost times. I guess. Well, now. you are working to change that, you know, yes, and that's, yeah. I think, I mean, we all are that. And I think yes. too, when it comes to like content creators, this is something that I found and I, I don't know too much about, you know, the content creation of magic or, or any other game really, <laughs> but like, yeah. Pokemon creators seem to be very, um, you know, very much about everyone doing well, you know, Um, where it's like they're willing to donate their time um, to help. You know, I mean, you're donating your time right now to this cast. So, like, thank you so much for being here, of course. You know, and it's like these kinds of things where it's like we're all trying to help each other and there may be some competition and there may be some, um, you know, some 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 ego in there. But but for the most part. Um, we're all in this. I think we feel like we're all in this together. And caveat off of that, this is why it's actually so interesting to me how the there isn't more like leagues or, or you know, teams, Pokemon mm-hmm. teams, or sort of like more, again, going into esports, like you're a team competing against a team and you have individual matches, but you're competing for your team. Yeah. You know, that is something I think that would like thrive in Pokemon because it's like you said I mean that already happens like right now mm-hmm. people go to regional events as a team you know yeah. they they play test together they create different decks they they narrow down the choices they predict the meta and they all go in playing the same deck mm-hmm. you know what I mean that essentially is already a team so why why wouldn't we have you know an esports teams team Pokemon events you know where it's like team competing against the team yeah and i think that'd be so cool and like there's so much potential in that because it's already happening and it's just not it's not established you know yeah yeah for sure so okay so so all right so who's your squad then who who's your squad squad? yeah yeah you're you're on a team all right it's (laughs) team you know team team alpha right and you're your captain who's your who's your squad you know you got like four choices Oh God, I have no idea. I know it wasn't on the docket know. for tonight. This is putting you yeah, on the spot. You can't, you can't throw me a curveball. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Like if I if I didn't choose my local players, like I feel like they would be mad at me because they're my they're my ride or dies, you know, they're my homies. That's good. That's good. That's the right. <laughs> I mean, answer, I feel like probably. if I was on any sort of team, 
it probably would be like with my local squad yeah. or whatever just because yeah. you know we play to us together we we build decks together like we've been playing together for a long time so mm-hmm. that's that's who i would love to carry into that space for sure yeah that's awesome mm-hmm. do you ever feel um and not i mean this is not throwing a team out of the bus i mean there's local players are so awesome but do you yes. ever wish that you were more like and maybe you are do you ever wish though that you were more connected and this is speaking from someone that doesn't no, but like, do you ever wish that there was more dialogue between you and like top competitive players? Not that I, I don't know again that you don't have this communication, but I'm wondering <laughs> if you don't, do you wish that there was more? Um, yeah, I have a little sliver of that, uh, just because I've coached with people and I, I actually know a lot of these people who have reached out to me and they enjoy my content and they watch it, mm-hmm. um, and they play competitive Pokemon. So I think that's really cool. Um, I do, I would say, yeah, I do think I wish that there was more connection there for me to actually uh, get more involved with the competitive scene and the competitive crew of people. I mean, it's very small, like actually, like it's big, but it's small at the same time. Like everybody kind of knows each other. Um, But I think it's a hundred percent on me. I think I'm just, it's very difficult to balance content creation with competitive play with um and which is why i know which is why the tcg channels are just like tcg channels Mm -hmm. (laughs) because it's so hard to balance both tcg and you know your personal life your home life um like playing locally competitively as well with online content creation creating videos trying to diversify that as well it's it's definitely a lot so yeah yeah, I think in the future there will be for sure. Yeah, cool. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, okay, we're gonna we're gonna switch up things. Uh, we <gasps> didn't we didn't talk in the in the opening here, but uh, we do a card of the day, and okay. I would love to know, Boo, a card that you have some attachment to that you love. Maybe it's the art. Maybe you played it. You know, maybe it was your first card that you ever got or your most expensive card. What is the card of the day for today? Oh, what do we, what we're just naming one or do we, your card of the day, your card of the day. And I should have, I should have uh, gone over this with you before we started the one thing in the doc that I, that I didn't go over, but what is, it could be a favorite card. It could be a nostalgic card. What is like, your the, your your card what is your my maybe favorite card first one or one that comes to mind yeah yeah everybody are probably already knows my favorite card because i've done many interviews before where i say it so i'm mm. gonna do the first one that came to mind which is the uh the team up blastoise actually the powerful squall squall oh my gosh powerful squall that that is my card of the day no way um yeah i know that's kind of random right dude but. the squall that is such a like it's such a great meme card it's it is. so good i love those yeah. kinds of cards where it's like you uh are just so much at the whim like there's nothing you can really yeah. control it's like all right powerful squall <laughs> looking at the top five like give me as many waters as it's you can. top six top six top six i think yeah top six good call. but yeah i i love that card uh my first deck that i played like my actual first like decent deck was a water deck and he uh he was in it the blastoise card 
Every time I used this move, I'd be like, powerful squall. <laughs> squall. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's so funny. So, That's yeah, cool. I don't know why. I love that card. I'll always love that card. Um, yeah. You know, I love Squirtle too. So, I guess it's kind of just segue into that. But yeah. Yeah. I love that card. Totally. That's awesome. That's a great card. Great card. It is. Awesome. It's a cute um, card. The artwork's really cool on it. Well, it's kind of like hunched over and got the like, yeah, the and guns like the swirls. And stuff. Yeah. Mm, yeah. For sure. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so let's uh, let's change gears a little bit um, into cool. kind of card collecting. Um, yeah. Recently, you've been, I, I mean, in the news, I guess is like a very appropriate way to the co- kind the of Kotaku. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if like, how much you like read into that. That was not the best journalistic piece, I would say. <laughs> Um, well, they did too. I'm wondering which one you're referencing. Ah, they did too. Let me see. I, I, I read. I read one of them. I'm not sure. I saw. I saw it actually on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. And then I read I've it, and I was the like, news a couple of times. And I, every time I see it, I'm like, why is this news? <laughs> oh no. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. So talking about like, like your position yeah. in kind of this this saga, and maybe it's over. You know, again, I'm not like super into the drama i just kind of know you know from a bird's eye view about what's going on um but do you feel like you're and for those of you that don't know there's this i I don't know and you can explain a little bit better but just from what i understand there was you were calling out a number of high-end collectors most notably gary haas king pokemon who um you know kind of uh, disrespected in a way, maybe on a recent um, video, the signature of uh, Arita, who has drawn a number of iconic cards in the Pokemon trading card game. Did you see the new Pikachu artwork? It, That's Arita. I know. I That's know. So, it's so good. It's so good. The stuff. And like, there's a new Noivern so that is like, oh, that Noivern. Oh my gosh. It's so good. Yeah. The I stuff saw it, the card and I was like, we we do not deserve him. I know. <laughs> you know what I mean. I know. So good. I know it's so good. Uh, so you. so he said recently. I'm gonna misquote because I don't have it up in front of me. But basically uh, that yeah. the that the um the signature doesn't mean anything in terms of the value of the card. It's essentially worthless to the value of a first edition BGS ten Charizard. Um, do you feel like you're you know and you had some some things to say about that on Twitter. Um, you made a. Uh, a YouTube video about it. Uh, do you feel like you have through through your discourse? Um, and I know he's kind of called you out a, a little bit too. There's been some kind of back and forth, um, at least to my understanding, oh, at gosh. least from what what Kotaku yeah. has said. Um, do you feel like you've improved the situation, made it worse, or have had no effect with? Well, with what situation are you talking about? I guess just like oh. the general like uh, polarization of the hobby. Do you think? Yes. Yeah. Let's start there. So just like collectors versus players. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, hmm, that's tough. I don't know about that one. That's yeah. a really. I, I honestly don't even know how I would gauge that. The mm-hmm. if I made it worse or better. Yeah, I mean, it's but, like kind of impossible to say, right? But I just yeah, yeah, yeah. Know. It's very difficult to say. There's no. I think what I can say is that that I, I do not regret talking about it. That's for sure. I'm happy that I talked about, um, you know, everything I say is everything that I firmly believe in. Um, every, everything I say on my platform and all that, 
It's what I believe in. Yeah. And, you know, I care very, very deeply about this hobby, whether that's um, anyone in the hobby. And I think a lot of the polarization uh, is actually not coming from the side of players or the side, you know, me yeah. <laughs> specifically as well. I think it's actually coming heavily from the other side of the coin. Okay. Um, and, you know, people who, people always talk about gatekeeping and stuff, mm -hmm. gatekeeping the hobby, gatekeeping people out of the hobby, but it's like, they also kind of like welcome scalpers into the hobby, which mm -hmm. is technically like the biggest form of gatekeeping. Cause I mean, if you're talking about people, you know, hoarding product to, to resell it for higher value, that's literally gatekeeping people from being able to financially be involved in this hobby because they can't afford it, you know? Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> so, um, and or I there's nothing there's... or there's nothing for them to afford. You know, yes, I mean, exactly. like, or there's no actual yeah. product out there. You know, it's yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, you know, someone has, you know, 600 boxes, mm -hmm. uh, you know, that they're hoarding that they got off, you know, a bot on the Walmart site or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's horrible. There's a lot of negative aspects that have come out of Pokemon last year. But I think like it's tough because I think all of this started really with my state of the TCG video a couple months back. Yep. And I think that video being interpreted so wildly for what, not what it was yeah. is what really yeah. has started a lot of the misunderstandings in this whole entire discourse, mm -hmm. uh, honestly. And, you know, that video was, for me to say, and I lumped myself into that video because I am a content creator that has yeah. a platform. Yeah. That video was only supposed to be, you know, um, we can't control the amount of products Pokemon is printing. We can't control these big box stores that, you know, and what, what, you know, things they put in place to help scalping and stuff. We can't control any of that. Like what the only thing we can control as content creators with platforms, you know, representing Pokemon is what direction we steer this hobby in. Sure. And I think the pendulum this year has swung so heavily toward the financial side uh, and, you know, valuing monetary value um, so heavily, especially when you're talking about the influx of tons of new people in the hobby, mm -hmm. for them to only be seeing one side of the hobby um, is damaging to the hobby. Uh, and it's not only keeping people out of the hobby with, you know, not being able to be involved with it anymore, but it's keeping people away from it because they see such like terrible behaviors, you know, ta like, ta like bad business tactics that have spawned from this, you know, people doing like pre-orders for products before they get any allocation for things, people getting screwed over on pre-orders, people not finding products in stores, you know, mm -hmm. people getting punched at targets, like mm -hmm. over products, like mm -hmm. no one wants to be around that. It's such a downside of the hobby. Yeah. And it's like, you'd want to not encourage that as much as possible. Okay. So I, you know, that video is literally just trying to be like steer away from yeah. steer away from money more, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, that's, I mean, I I'm with you, you know, like I'm, I'm yeah. totally with you on that because there, you know, certainly there are a lot of ugly things that we saw, you know, you, you mentioned yeah. like physical violence, like never physical should be associated violence. with the Pokemon trading with card game Pokemon. and any faction, right. Gosh. Um, uh, unless maybe, you know, you're wearing a, you're wearing a diamond studded Charizard around your neck to, uh, <laughs> oh, to a boxing oh, oh, match. Yeah, that, technically. Yeah. That is a physical <laughs> violence thing. <laughs> 
um, but but yeah i mean and then i don't know it's just it, it is um interesting because you have this i i feel like a, maybe a little bit complicated relationship because what you're saying is like hey guys um you know don't don't uh don't hoard don't scalp like like leave some for the rest of us and then and then also like being a pack opener and you know and opening yeah. these products that nobody can get so yeah. what was what was that did you ever have to like answer any questions about that how did you kind of navigate that situation oh, what did yeah, you for sure you know how, how sure. did you rationalize that or or, or talk yourself through that situation? so i guess another little mini story i've talked about it uh, before on another um live stream i've done but mm -hmm sort of side story to that uh, so the biggest thing that came up was just like oh how could you you know say this stuff about how people should be represented hobby even though it's like i lump myself into that category so it's not like i'm just like pointing fingers or anything mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. i am i'm a part of this you know <laughs> technically if i am saying you know sensationalizing pokemon is technically a part of the problem i am technically a part of the problem so right. that is something you know that i heavily am aware of so uh but the biggest thing was like you opened 1200 packs of uh champions path when you celebrated 20k subs mm -hmm. and so side story behind that i mean this was before things got really really intense oh and yeah couldn't really find any product so yeah. not that that's an that, excuse that seems like ages ago I'll be honest. That I know, when that right? set came out. Yeah. I know. It was, yeah. It's but still it was wild. So mm -hmm. um, so I actually back when I you know flipped my YouTube setting on settings on and <laughs> started making some sort of money on this platform, um, someone actually reached out to me who was very financially involved with Pokemon. They, you know, could get a lot of product, they had a distributor hookup, and they could they were very involved with like yeah. flipping Pokemon, not not flipping like sealed products like for profit or whatever, but opening a lot of Pokemon to grade them and then flipping the slabs, if mm -hmm. that makes sense. So they had like a financial stake in the hobby. Sure. Um, and they pretty much were like, hey, you know, we can team up. I can get you tons of product to open for your channel um, for me. Like you'd open it and send it back to me so I can grade the cards and stuff. Right. Um, but your channel will grow and then we can sort of like split revenue sort of thing. Right. And to me, you know, being this up and coming new YouTuber, you know, I've, I, up to that point, I wasn't able to afford any product. Jump myself. at the chance. Yeah, of course. Yes, exactly. Of course. And I'm just like, wow, yes, you know, this will, you know, um really kick my platform off the ground and it it did it, mm -hmm. it really accelerated my growth on the platform mm -hmm. you know i was doing live streams every sunday opening a lot of product mm. but unfortunately especially after that 1200 pack uh stream you know i was opening those packs for 10 hours straight on a live stream for a 20k celebration and we were giving away all of um these like graded charizards and it was a really cool event everyone was really happy with it, but me personally, it was kind of like a, re a revelation for me C because not only was it not fun really mm -hmm. for me to be there opening 1200 packs over 10 hours. Like mm -hmm. I literally have a um, ongoing shoulder injury from that event. I kid you not, like I messed up my shoulder from doing that. Oh my God. It sucks so bad, but um, I, I, I was sick of the set. I couldn't even, I can't even look at a champion's path card anymore. <laughs> None of the cards are mine. You know, I shipped them all yeah, back. But yeah. I, I hate that set more than anything. Oh now. my gosh. Um, you know, and it's like, it. I became so like numb to it too. Yeah. And I was just like, wow, this is, 
and and what's what was sad about it was like that was the most most growth I've ever seen on my channel was when I was opening all these products and and I was just mm. like you know yeah. I it was kind of like a fork in the road like I can either stay on this course you know I have the connection I have all the possibilities to grow my channel get tons of subs make a lot of money or I could you know be happy with myself and, and my kinda, life. Yeah, exactly. And you're kind of signing a you know a deal with the devil in a sense. Exactly. You're, had that option too. And so I I I you know hit up my connect and I was like I can't do this you know yeah. like this is uh not gonna work for me you know I like my heart was just in in a different place and mm. um so yeah I don't think that's <laughs> ever gonna happen again honestly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> enjoy it but it's it's cool it was really it was good to go through that experience yeah because what actually happened after that was then i was like i want to be more involved with what i actually am passionate about in this mm. hobby which is the tcg yes. you know i had been involved with it uh even up until that point but i wanted to invest more of my time and my content to that and that's when you know we started working on the stream and actually casting mm -hmm. matches and all of that and um and that's when I did my three part series, you know, I spent so much time on that series and it was like one of my least viewed things, yeah. but it me it meant the most to me because I had been trying to make that series for so long and it has helped so many people and like long term, it's getting tons of views now because, you know, long term people. Oh, it's evergreen it. content for sure. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but you know, it was like, I'm happier knowing that I'm helping more people do something versus, you know, opening 1200 packs and gaining a lot for myself, I guess, yeah. if that makes sense. So oh, it does for yeah. Sure. And, and what's cool about that too, is like, that's literally why Pokemon reached out to me was because of my player based content. So yeah. it's like, I would probably wouldn't even be uh, partnered or, you know, sure. On their list. With Pokemon. Right. Sure. Exactly. Sure if I didn't end up going toward, you know, the path I chose. And that's, that's really is growth. Like as a mm -hmm. content creator, yeah. you know, you're, you're not going to do everything perfect. You're, you're going to have some bumps along the way, but you're going to find what you truly enjoy doing. And I think that's, that's all you can really ask for, I guess. <laughs> is, is there a perfect statement to kind of end the cast? I mean, <laughs> no, I don't think so. It's beautiful. Ooh, that is beautiful. So, um, yeah, I we were going to talk a little chilling rain. I think we'll have to save it for later because uh, it yeah. was just a, you know, thank you for uh for sharing tonight. This was really um uh, yeah, was great. So great to have you on the cast. We really appreciate, you know, the time that you have devoted to um to us, you know, here at Tag Team and then also to yeah. uh, the Pokémon card community at large. <laughs> it was really fantastic having you on. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. I love talks like this. So anytime I'm, I'm down. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, we, you know, I, I'll talk I, to you we, off again. yeah, yeah. I just talk to my people. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then, my people and your people. Yeah. And yeah, that's, that's how that works. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So <laughs> not that you need any, um, you know, plugging, but please, you know, while we're here, uh, if you've never heard of Frosted Caribou, what should they know about how to find more about you? Um, YouTube is my main channel, just Frosted Caribou. Uh, on Instagram, it's Frosted Pokeboo, so a little bit different. Um, and then uh, my WDE is actually my competitive Pokemon channel. It's uh, it's Wapdown Entertainment. I don't know 
whap down like the oranguru move mm. you know what i'm talking about yeah oranguru I do. card I do. yeah so that is my like competitive um channel we have a couple matches up on there now but that is where i will really be delving into um doing more competitive style content it's like a whole different thing separated from my channel but on my channel we do pack openings i do live streams playing with viewers and stuff as well and uh yeah it's pretty chill it's awesome <laughs> that's great thank you again so much thank for you jw being here i you know i gotta say is it went better than i thought than i was thought what do you think was gonna in. happen uh, you know what it's gonna be bad I, i'll tell you after the stream or after we get off your oh, okay, recording yeah. no i'm just kidding I'm, I'm totally kidding i'm totally kidding thank you once again for joining us this has been tag team appreciate all the listenership if you wouldn't mind if you enjoyed this talk leave us a five-star review leave us a little comment down below tell us maybe how tag team can get better and improve in the future that's all for us today have a great rest of your afternoon <laughs>